Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk With Lo. In today's episode, we talk about how music can have an effect on our overall mental health. And I mean, think about it. When you're in a good mood, you're going to play your favorite turn-up song, that song that keeps you in that good mood, like a little baby song or, you know, whoever you listen to that gets you in that mood. Or when you're sad, you probably play a slower song or a tearjerker like Summer Walker or something like that. So um, in this episode, we're focusing on our overall psyche when it comes to music. And we have a special guest who is a friend of mine who also works in the music industry, Danielle, to share her thoughts on the topic as well. So let's get into it. Hi, Danielle. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Lauren. Thanks for having me. No problem. So to start off the conversation, tell me when music became important to you. Like when you knew that music was more than just the sound, it became a part of your routine and a part of your life in a bigger way. Um, so I will probably date it back to at least when I was like, I'm going to be very, very honest. When I was like six mm-hmm. or seven mm-hmm. um, and, you know, when I was growing up, so being from Detroit, um, I really grew up around like a, diff- a lot of like Motown sounds, but my dad really kind of exposed me to different types of music. So he's mm-hmm. really into house music and techno because both of the, well, house music is born out of Chicago, but um, techno music has its roots in Detroit. And so I was introduced to those type of sounds and, you know, the radio played an important part of that and listening to smooth jazz um, on Sunday nights. And I remember like taking baths to that music. So it just became of like a natural habit and it became kind of like routine in my life. And I was just like, there's something special about it and it makes you feel a certain type of way. Mm -hmm. Um, It really has like, I feel like it has healing properties, the right type of music. but yeah, it really became like integral like as I was growing up. And then I think what really kind of solidified it is honestly like 106 in Park and kind of watching that, um, how much that became a culture. That was a culture. Like 106 in Park was like a whole phenomenon in the culture of watching not only like, you know, the music videos that went on the, t- the top 10 countdown every day, but then also seeing the artists talk about how music how they develop certain sounds and everything. Um, so I think between, you know, watching, you know, listening to music growing mm-hmm. up and going to concerts and stuff, and then also watching One of Six and Park. And then additionally, like, I used to watch a lot of interviews of, like, artists talking about their music. And I have, like, a fangirl moment. We're not going to talk about that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I just feel like it just, it just became natural. And I was like, if I'm going to do something for the rest of my life, if I have to work for the rest mm-hmm. of my life, so to speak, I'm going to do something that I actually love. And it just became natural. And I actually realized, you know, that I, I loved it. And it was just, it just became a part of me. All right. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's amazing. First off, that you're doing something that you love and it aligns to something that you love. I would say for me, music, became like important in a part of my life was probably the third grade when I got I'm about to tell my age when I got my <laughs> first CD player <laughs> we all had them yeah 
yeah you know so you know some of them some listeners might be like in their teens so they might not yeah they probably started off with an ipod but we had cd players Mm -hmm. and the first cd i got was um batman the batman album by prince probably why i'm such a huge prince fan is because that's the first cd i got and then from Mm -hmm. there i asked my dad to like take me to the record store and then I just fell in love with the record store and that became like instead of going to the toy store I wanted to go like when I was in Texas I don't know if you know what Tower Records is because it's extinct now but I would tell my mom to take me there instead of like Toys R Us or something I just listened to music and get DVDs and CDs like (laughs) I don't know what third fourth grader was doing that but Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so I love the fact that you brought up that music can have healing properties. So according to this article by Very Well Mind, the psychological benefits of music, um, it's to reduce stress, improve cognitive performance, improve memory, can manage pain, better sleep, reduce symptoms of depression, and improve endurance and performance. Do you think these benefits are true when it comes to the music in your life um and just like the music dynamic as a whole I mean if we're talking about like um I'm I'm pretty sure you'll send a different genres but if we're talking about like more um hip-hop or R&B type sounds do you Mm -hmm. believe that that's true uh I absolutely think it's true I think the music I mean music is like content so you think Mm -hmm. about um not you know yes we're talking about music but if you think about other forms of entertainment um and contextual matters it's like it it in it becomes a part of your daily routine and it becomes a part of like how your psyche starts to interpret different messages so if you think mm. about um you know the difference between how you might feel listening to R&B versus hip hop in some instances they might be talking about the same things but the 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 tone might be different, the 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 pitch might be different, or the way the artist will talk about a specific subject will obviously differ between like R and B and hip hop, for example. So mm-hmm. I absolutely believe that it it definitely has um a way of like shaping how you feel. Like if I'm in a mood of like I just want to relax, I don't want to hear too many voices. I listen to jazz music often. Right. Um if I'm in a mood of like, I want to be a sap, I'm going to go listen to some R&B. But if I'm like ready to go out, I want to get into like an excited mood for the club, I'm going to put on some hip hop. And not that you can't listen to, you know, R&B or any other genre doing that, but it's just like the feeling that it gives you. Um, right. So I think if you think about like how sound waves start to like interpret in your brain, different sound waves like have different feelings for your brain because ultimately when we listen to something it's being communicated to our brains through sound waves so just like I think when we think about how it how it affects us you know it all has to do with how our brain is interpreting that message and I think it has to do also with how we are feeling so like our brain is connected to our entire you know our soul and everything so Mm -hmm. it's just like I absolutely believe that. Um, you know, there's just certain music that I'm not going to listen to at certain times. Right. Um, I'm not about to listen to, like, 
I don't listen to Dirk like that anyway, but that's the first artist that came to mind. Like, I'm not going to listen to Dirk on my way to church <laughs> because it's not going to put me in the mood that mm-hmm. I need to be in for that. And I, I feel like people do that, but that's just not, that's yeah. not my ministry. Um, <laughs> but absolutely, it, it, it ha- absolutely has an effect on you. Yeah. Um, you just tied into my second, uh, <laughs> my next point. Um, so like when we think of like positive aspects of music, some people think like there's only, you know, one type or one genre that can bring you that positive energy like mm-hmm. to your psyche. Like for instance, uh, jazz has more of a reputation of being relaxing right. while hardcore rap and hip hop gets this bad reputation of affecting listeners negatively. Mm-hmm. So do you agree with that? Like, do you think that um, there are, you know, with hip hop being like, you know, this reputation do you think there still are some positive aspects to it absolutely like all hip-hop is not the same um so i can listen to um like jid for example and he might give me a different feeling than i would if i listened to drake Mm -hmm. um because all their music because you're in a hip-hop genre all the music doesn't sound the same i can listen to I, i guess i would technically consider hip-hop is the culture and rap is the art but if i'm listening to like buddy who's technically mm-hmm. a hip-hop artist that's different than me listening to jay-z yes that you know it's just like different it's just the way they communicate differently um mm-hmm. so i don't think no i don't think um hip-hop is has more negative effects on our brain than you know jazz music would um it's just it's sometimes it's about how you interpret it Cause I can, like I said, like I can listen to like, like a J Cole mm-hmm. or like a Buddy or like a JID, and then I can go and listen to you know Money Bag Yo and feel exactly the same. But I think mm. it's all about like how you interpret the message messages that you're that you're giving. So yeah, all hip hop isn't the same, and I don't think it's all negative either. Right. All hip hop is not the same. Like you made a great point because I came into the conversation thinking, okay, this is all one thing. This is all one thing. But like listening to your response, I definitely feel different when I'm listening to Stally. Like he puts me more in a more mm-hmm. meditative, like um, meditative, like uh, motivational type mood than I would if I listened to Dex Osama, like Babyface. I mean, I mean, still in some aspects, though, Babyface, right, does give me that motivation. Right. But it's just like, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like, yeah, you, some, but I mean, you know, me and you can interpret like, okay, this is just music, like, type thing, and if it's getting, but sometimes music can get too heavy, like, if I feel like I'm listening to, you're right, sorry, y'all, too much Detroit music, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. But it'll make me start feeling kind of negatively or like, oh, yeah, it's like, okay, who's going to try me type thing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, you're so, right. Like, no, you're absolutely right. Um, Like, I, you know, sometimes listening to like Doughboy's Cash Out or like Band Game, it make you want to go downtown and run through Greektown. So like... <laughs> I saw a mm-hmm. tweet the other day and it said like Greek Town is like our South Beach and I'm just like eh, I don't know about that but anyway um, <laughs> it's just like 
there's there absolutely are music that that wants to invoke a certain emotion in you mm-hmm. and if that's just not how you feel like that maybe that's not the music that you should be listening to at that moment right yeah no I I get that and I know that you get that but I know people who will listen to NBA young boy sorry for anybody who likes him I personally don't will listen to him <laughs> all day long and don't think like that affects him because I just feel like anything that we consume whether it's food entertainment music like our environment people it's just like it's going to affect us um so going to according to this new study the top rap songs in the U.S. are making like increasingly frequent um, references to mental health problems particularly Mm -hmm suicide and depression Mm -hmm. so the study was conducted uh by a team of researchers at the university of north carolina at chapel hill and they analyzed lyrics from the top 25 rappers uh our rap songs of the years 1998 2003 2008 2013 2018 um so that would be like drake Lil wayne jay-z and i forgot the other ones but those were the main ones that popped out to me mm-hmm. um so reference references to suicide rose from zero percent from 1998 to 12 to 2018 and then references of depression from 16 to 32 percent so um analyzing your environment when it comes to what you see, you know, on social media when it comes to artists um, you follow, do you still have the same like view? Learning these statistics, like learning these statistics, like do, have you noticed like a change um, in your peers when it comes to suicide and depression? And do you think that what I mean, according to this study, hip hop or rap per se? has an effect on that or is it just like our environment period i think it's more so the environment um Mm -hmm. i think like if you're thinking about the 1980s compare you can't even compare the environment of the 1980s to 2018 so Mm -hmm. i just think and i mean if you're talking about you said the top three artists were jay-z wayne and who was the other one um it was eminem those were the ones that stuck out to me i can't remember so if you think about like the socioeconomic status of like all three of those artists Mm -hmm. they're all coming from inner cities and not not saying that all any cities are bad by any means but they're all coming from circumstances where they've seen certain shit i'm sorry they've (laughs) seen certain stuff in their life and now they're starting to like unlearn a lot of that you know Mm -hmm. jay-z jay-z grew up in like marcy projects and like now he he's seeing stuff growing up and as he gets older he might be realizing that maybe some of the stuff that I saw as a young person like that's not normal same thing for Wayne growing up in um in New Orleans like it's just like he's seeing certain stuff Eminem no he's not from Detroit growing up in Ferndale where he's from he's seeing certain stuff like growing up in trailer park so I feel like the the mentioning of like mental health and that's not always a bad thing I think the fact that artists are starting to speak about mental health is bringing some humanity to their artistry because Mm -hmm. a lot of people tend to look at artists as just entertainers and I think speaking up about it is really I feel like it's helping people also so you see how you know I feel like as much as sometimes I don't like NBA young boy I feel Mm -hmm. like he is if you really listen to his music it's not all about 
drugs and, and guns and stuff. Like he be talking about some real stuff in his music, but just because of how it's constructed, it's not always interpreted that way. Um, but I would also say it's I think the and it's funny because I'm currently working on a project at work surrounding artists and mental health. And it's just like mm-hmm. a lot of them are starting to and even some of their like fame and all this notoriety that they get is starting to affect their mental health. So mm-hmm. I think that's just like a product of their um, of their environments and really starting to unlearn some things that they thought were, were normal growing up. Right. So I, I, I have two questions to piggy off, uh, mm-hmm. piggyback off of that. So my first one is like, I noticed that, you know, Little Wayne in particular talks about suicide and depression a lot and I feel like grow like a young person growing up and seeing that I feel like sometimes I mean yes share your story but it's like I mean some people can't separate that some people like oh this is my favorite rapper he you know he you know um, I remember one song he was talking about you know how he got shot as a kid now he's saying that wasn't on accident you know what I'm saying so Mm -hmm. I feel like it can be healthy but it can also be dangerous but I also think people gotta as this is a tricky conversation because it's Mm -hmm. like sometimes you have to be able to separate I don't want to say the art from the artist because you can't do that but Mm -hmm. you have to separate somebody else's story and their experiences they're not they're not encouraging you to do that they're just speaking about the stuff that they went through Mm -hmm. so it's not it's not it's not a space where it's like oh you know I don't even know if anybody would do that but I feel like people are a little mindless now but you know my favorite artist went through this or my favorite artist is involved in this let me emulate them to do the Mm -hmm. same thing ain't nobody Mm -hmm. tell you to do that no <laughs> not at they're all. just talking about their experiences so right um yeah that, that's a whole that's a whole another conversation yeah that's a whole another conversation in the whole like oh my favorite artist used to be a drug dealer let me see what you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying let me emerge myself into that but yeah that's a whole nother thing but my second uh question was to piggyback off of that do you think and i know we talked about this mm-hmm. before like do you think that when artists sign contracts, should there be like a he- mental health clause in there? Like, should their contract come with some type of um, counselor or therapist se- session once a month type thing? Because we see like these artists all the time. We see Lizzo, um, who I absolutely love, and she radiates so much positivity, but then she's crying because people are being so mean to her for no reason or right. Ari Lennox. You know what I'm saying? So what what is your thought on that? I think record labels and whoever their like entity is should provide that for artists. Like mm-hmm. within my my health benefit benefits package at work, there's like a partnership that we have with Calm and there's a lot of resources to access mm-hmm. for therapy. Um, and that's just that should be the case in the music and like music and TV industry like that they're mm-hmm. not obsolete, but um, yeah that definitely should be at least available to artists like obviously you know sometimes the counselors that a large organization might provide might not be ideal for that person it's just the option to have it and I think that also also comes with like management like it's not sometimes it's not mm-hmm. always up to the label. Um, but sometimes these labels be contributing to artists' mental health issues. But anyway, um, 
but like management so also, should also be able to take a look at their artists and be like, you know what? A lot of stuff is happening at home. We're not, you know, we're taking a hiatus from like interviews or public public appearances right now. Um, and that's just, people can't, you can't keep going like that. Right. Um, but yeah, you sh- they should absolutely be able to offer some of those, you know, type of offerings to their artists. And then like when it comes to like Lizzo and like Ari Lennox, for example, I think those are just like sometimes products of like who they're around outside Mm -hmm. of the industry too, because a lot of those issues come from, you know, people that might be in their lives and just kind of like taking advantage of where they are financially. Um, And I know Ari is is very vocal about that. Um, And then to your second point, I don't know why people feel like they have so much entitlement to speak on anybody, but specifically like artists, well, really anybody, because they're they're people. But right. I don't care how much you might dislike their artists. Like you, that's why people they're need to get slapped more. That's why I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> mad that Will Smith did what he did because like you got to stop talking. Like people are human. Right. And nobody, just because I'm a public figure does not mean you have access to me in my right. everyday life. And then social media gives this type of access too. And then exactly. with like the Instagram live, like being on live gives people so much access because they're you're talking to them like in real time. So it's just like, eh. but that's a point that you brought up. Like our jobs, because my job does that too, where we get uh, six or eight free therapy sessions. And, you know, entertainers are... I mean, they, of course, make way more than us and are more famous, but there is still a job to where mm-hmm. they need, you know, access to different tools and things, too, to be equipped with how to handle their job. So, right. yeah, I definitely um, agree with that. So just in general, thinking about today's music, we're thinking about country as well as hip hop and jazz and alternative music. Do you think, I don't know if you can generalize this or not, but do you think it has a negative or positive effect on today's youth um, in our in our mental health and in, in people in general? Like, you know? Um, I honestly think music is offering people more positivity than negativity, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it is escapism. A lot of it is sometimes forgetting your worries and just listening to the art. Um, Like for me, you know, I literally wake up, listen to music. If I'm in a car, the first Mm -hmm. thing I got to get right is whatever I'm listening to in a car. Um, You know, if you think about, I mean, the club scene can be a little negative, but a lot of entities are built off of music. So I definitely think right now in today's day and age, there's a lot of different sounds that are coming out. You, know, you mm-hmm. think about artists like Masego or like Alex Isley, even get into like PJ Morton. A lot of different music is being developed, and I think that that opens the lane for other artists to be able to like to to be able to express themselves. So I think like yes, there's you know there's some negative things about any industry, mm-hmm. um, but I honestly feel like in today's age there is more positivity than anything else because there's there's more breath for artists to really express themselves like there's not just right right now there's like there's not just r&b and hip-hop gospel and country 
there's mm-hmm. contemporary R&B, there's contemporary gospel, there's crossover R&B, there's, you know, different forms mm-hmm. of like hip hop. We think about, I don't want to call it like lyricism, you know, lyricism, hip hop, but there's so many different forms that are being built out now. It gives a lot of people room to really express themselves however they see fit. So right. I think, you know, if you look at social media throughout the day, you might think how it's negative, but I think once you step uh, step aside from that, there's a lot of positivity in art. Yeah, no, I definitely agree too. There's a lot of positivity in art, especially if you're not really into the into the radio. Like I just honestly feel like the radio does harm to especially R and B and hip hop music. Per how se. so? How do you, why? Because. Like you said, I'm not listening to like Cleo Soul on the radio. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna hear, unfortunately, a Cleo Soul song on the radio or a Sally song on the radio. Mm-hmm. You're gonna hear like a pop that, don't stop, drop it to the flow, which is fun. Don't. I, there's I, also, I, I mean, there's also it's it's very illegal right now, but there's also a lot of payola behind that still. Um, yeah, these, these artists that are on the radio aren't getting promoted for no reason. Um, but then right. you also think about, like, different radio. Like, if you listen to, like, radio, you know, AM, FM, yes, you might hear that. But I really, I promise you I'm not promoting my company because that's not what I'm here for. But if you listen to, like, Sirius XM, which is technically radio, right. you're going to hear there's, like, a bunch of different ways for you to listen to your music. So there are channels that will play Clio. So there are channels that will play... Um, you know, like a Terrence Martin, but yeah, yeah. I mean, when you talk about traditional radio, obviously, but there's yeah, I'm there's, yeah, I'm talking about traditional a, radio. Yeah, yeah. There's there's yeah. payola behind that though. Yeah. Um. So, how do you feel? Because you brought a contemporary gospel, and I I've never really asked anybody. I've seen comments like when people comment on Corinne's um Instagram and be like, "This isn't gospel. Like, what is this? How do you feel about?" today's new wave of gospel me honestly i love it i love it like so are you talking about like artists like you got groups like maverick city music i personally don't listen to maverick city music but i listen to um oh hold on let me pull up her name because she's not even from the states she's from france um Mm. but she sings gospel music in english um Claudia Asaki I hope I'm saying her name right but she gives me this alternative R&B Jesus type thing and I and I love <laughs> it and um uh, I also like Corinne Hawthorne won't he do it mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying Pierre but honestly an artist like Corinne Hawthorne or if you think mm-hmm. about like Tasha Cobbs and how she's doing mm-hmm. artists, you know, music with like Nicki Minaj, that's what Kirk mm-hmm. Franklin did. So when Kirk Franklin came out, he wasn't doing, I mean, he has his moments, but you know, Kirk Franklin and the, and the family, they weren't doing the traditional oh yeah, like Shirley Caesar type music. He, he wanted to bring gospel to where people were and I think that's mm-hmm. what today's gospel artists are doing. If you think about like the Walls group, um, and, and artists like that, I feel like they're just they're just they're just talking about you know speaking about you know Christianity or whatever their religious upbringing might be in the way that they best interpret it. You know, yeah. I don't you know in right now the way you know 
people interpret gospel music isn't like this, I don't want to say, isn't like Bible thumping music. Like it's, mm-hmm. it got to have some upbeat. It's got to make me want to like listen to it. It got to get me pumped up because I think for a long time we were listening to this like slow, melodic mm-hmm. gospel music and people were turned off by that. So I kind of think, I, I like what we're, where we at, where we're, where we're at in terms of gospel music today. But Dang. I don't like artists like Maverick City Music. I just think it's just too many of them. That's um, it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've noticed people said things about them. Like, what 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 is it about them that people don't like? Is it because it's a huge group? Or I I think it's a huge group. I think it's, I just also don't like the music, but okay. it is because it's a huge <laughs> group. And I think it's also because like it's a mixed group. Like it's very it's very diverse. Mm-hmm. And so, not that singers or groups can't be diverse. It's just a little weird for people to interpret it's, okay. it's not don't show you no tea but that's just no, I mean, hey, everybody <laughs> that's how it is right right so to wrap up today's episode i just wanted to play a little game i've never really played a game on here Ooh. so yeah so it's just like a just whatever comes to your hair first type thing oh, so what's what? your favorite turn up song um, right now, my favorite turn up songs is PTOM 2.0 by some artists featuring Moneybag Yo and Wait Too Long by Buddy and Blast off of Buddy's new album, Super Ghetto. Okay. Okay. Song you meditate or pray to? Ooh. Um,. I'll be meditating as so let's just say I'm just gonna say an artist, Janae mm-hmm. Aiko. Okay. Favorite now this one might be kind of hard. Um it's starting to get a little harder now. Favorite song of 2022 so far. Um whoa. I'm gonna say roster <laughs> by Jasmine Sullivan that came off of Hotels Deluxe. Okay. A song that motivates you. Oh my God. Um, I don't know why when you ask these questions, all the songs that I ever knew are like floating from my brain. Right. <laughs> but I would say it could have been me mm-hmm. by who made that song? It's a gospel song. I girl, I don't know. It's not Ty Tribute. tribute. Okay. Oh, I think it might be Kirk Franklin. Let's just go okay. with that. Okay. Live band or DJ? Live band all the way. Every okay. time. Yes. We love a good live band. Every time. <laughs> okay. Last question. Um, if you can answer this, you can have one or, or more than one. Um, the favorite album of all time and why? Oh my god. Um <laughs> Wow. I'm gonna have to say Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder and why it's perfect from beginning to end. He made that when he was I believe Songs in the Key of Life he made in his twenties. And that's just mm-hmm. mind blowing to me. So I'm gonna say Songs in the Key of Life, specifically my favorite two songs, Sir Duke and As. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Danielle, for joining us today. Make sure you guys subscribe and download this episode. Share your feedback with us. And thanks again, Danielle. 
Thank you so much for having me. This is like my favorite topic to talk about. So this I is know, fun. yes, I had to get you on here because <laughs> you are like the music guru. So yeah, so everybody else, let's talk soon. Bye.